0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Wanna know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous! Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you.
1: It's Livin' the Bream with the host of Fox News Sunday, Shannon Bream.
2: All right, on Live in the Bream this week, we've got a twofer, two incredible guests to share some amazing stories and music with you today. We have got Tony-nominated actress, singer, um, all-around multi-threat performer, Laura Osnes is with us today, and also her husband, Nathan Johnson, who is a photographer. He is a film producer, and so they just have everything jam-packed into one very successful marriage. Great to have you guys with us today. Hi, Shannon. Shannon. Thank you. Wonderful to be here. Okay. Laura, you have brand new music out. Um, You did a lot of the writing. It comes from a very personal place. Tell us about your new project.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you, um, first and foremost, for bringing that to the forefront. I just released an EP about uh, two months ago in October. And after um, working and living for 15 years in New York, doing Broadway material and bringing other people's stories to life, I now got a chance to share my own story and my own heart. Um, I had a very public kind of cancellation story in the summer of 2021 and felt pretty exiled and demonized from the Broadway community that I had invested in for 15 years. So my husband and I transplanted, moved down to Tennessee, and I started songwriting because I was um, just I, I was no longer welcome in the creative community that I had invested in for so long. And I needed another creative outlet. And I feel like songwriting became a way for me to find my voice again, in more ways than one, kind of <laughs> literally and figuratively. Um, and I got to share my experience through song. And its it was a difficult journey, but the album is called On the Other Side, because I feel like we are coming out of that valley. And I hope that the music challenges other people to find additional outlets of creativity, or maybe inspire someone that's been through something similar that I have, um, and maybe just t- touches the ears that and the lives that need to hear it.
2: Well, you know, people may remember you from a number of things. Um, you want a reality show that puts you on a Broadway at a very young age. This was not one of the creepy reality shows. There are plenty of those. Right. <laughs> this was a classy effort. And you ended up starring in Greece. You've in other multiple major productions in Broadway and elsewhere. Um, I always stop and recognize you in Hallmark movies, which I might be binging on this time of year. <laughs> Aren't we um, all? <laughs> <laughs> we need a little, like the, the world is scary and terrible. Let's just face it. We all need a a Hallmark movie, right? We now. need a predictable love story Absolutely. to carry us through. we <laughs> do. Um, and speaking of love stories, you guys are very much a team. and I love to see just the um just unfettered support that you have for each other. You mentioned this cancellation situation that you went through. Um, Nathan, how hard was it to watch that, to be a part of it yourself too, um to want to protect your wife? And what more can you tell us about what you guys went through?
3: Absolutely. That's a great question. and and um because I, I the way that we wanted to approach this whole situation, when this happened to Laura, very early on we decided to attack this as a team um because i first off we attack everything as a team and so why would this be any different i think um it's easy to feel like you know uh somebody that goes through cancellation is an island and like they're very lonely in this experience so um, we really dove into it together um it was very difficult to um, see the way that she was treated by people that i mean you know my wife really had a wonderful sparkling reputation on broadway Um, I saw the way that she approached each show and the way that she um, we had intentionally taken each cast under our wing. We had we had made them family, try to love on on them, right, (laughs) and support them. And really, you go through so many different experiences with them, uh, family deaths and births and marriages and all these other things. And so to see a lot of those people and, and it's not everyone that actively came against her, but there was a distancing that happened and it was just it was heartbreaking to watch. Um, but I do think that you know, in, in the process of that, I, I went through a my own journey too of just anger, um, and where I just wanted to protect her, mm-hmm. and um, and then I think a, as things go on, you go from being hurt to being angry to being to actually having to we both had to kind of walk in forgiveness and be able to um, you know let let yourself you know forgive these people even if they are not the ones are apologizing, and so I think that that's kind of the, the journey that. I've been on. um, And it's, I think it's helped us get through the season of just being able to team up together. We're stronger together.
0: I would not have survived if not for Nate. There were, I feel like I lost so much and the things that we, we were forced to cling to what we knew was true and the foundation we did have, which was faith and family. And it's like without him and without our families and a firm foundation in yeah. my identity, in in something that matters when it felt like my job identity and all of that was really um, kind of pulled out from underneath me um, was so important. And I feel like as a result of going through that for a year, like we're, again, coming out the other side, like stronger <laughs> mm-hmm. and and refined and having a backbone and choosing courage in the face of adversity, even though it's really hard and it was really hard and really dark. But I'm so grateful to have Nate on that journey.
2: Yeah, I mean, your partner through the whole thing makes all of the difference when life kind of gets very dark and very treacherous for you. And for you guys, it was in the context of COVID and making decisions about vaccination and things that people have had to walk through and decide for themselves, for their kids, um, for the people they care for over the last couple of years. And I know that you had so much goodwill built up as you guys talk about with the casts and people who loved you and worked with you and knew that you were a kind and giving and serving kind of person. Were you surprised that your own personal decisions became fodder for so many people to kind of weigh in on what you were doing and what kind of person you were?
0: Very much so. It was interesting that my reputation was kind of attacked overnight based on this one issue, which I never said anything about. I'm I'm very, I felt like at the time I was very apolitical and I just, I, I sing and dance and tell stories and that's my job. It's not my job to tell anyone how to feel or what to do with their bodies or whatever. Um, so I, I think I became a top target within that community because I was silent on a lot of those issues and um, just didn't feel that that was the way I wanted to use my platform. And uh, someone sought out my vaccination status because I had to turn down a a small job, a one-night concert. And rumors started flying. And a week later, there was an article in the New York Post saying I was fired for refusing to be vaccinated when I was actually, and there were lots of kind of untruths in the article. Uh, they made it seem like I was vague about my status. Um, when really I was, there's an email documentation of me telling the truth. I was actually truthful. And I feel like I was punished for, for being truthful um, to the director who reached out to the cast and inquired about everybody's medical information um and you know it's it made it seem like also like i was putting my coworkers in danger and that i refused to test i was never given the opportunity to test and we hadn't even started rehearsals yet so there was clearly kind of this this vendetta against anyone that wasn't going along with um what was publicly acceptable at the time. And I was very quiet about it, but it was made very public overnight and transformed
3: my life. (laughs) Yeah. And I think going back to your question too, I think that, um, we realized how quickly, uh, we realized very quickly how polarizing this issue was. Yeah, And I'm sure that a lot of your listeners actually have, have gone through some certain, uh, just an experience that's maybe, uh, you know, runs parallel to this. Um, whether it's at their job or maybe it's a f- the family that you know they want you to be vaccinated in order to see the kids or see grandkids, and and so I think that we stepped into this thing not really knowing <laughs> how charged this was going to be, and it was absolutely a surprise to us to see um, you know people react in the way that they did. It was it was unfortunate, really. Yeah,
2: and I know that you guys come from a place of faith and from humility and. From learning and walking through this whole thing. Is there any part of you though, that looks around and sees, okay, some of what we were told a year or two ago was not accurate. We made a decision that we felt was best for us. Is there any part of you that even though it's radically changed your life um, and it's been really tough to walk through that feels vindicated about the decisions you made?
3: Absolutely.
2: Yeah, that's a, it's
0: a great question. I feel like we're far enough out now where we are able to see that silver lining and the grander purpose in all of this. And honestly, this conversation is, is one of them. I, you know, it's like, again, I'm finding my voice in a new way and other opportunities and ways to be creative and artful um, and, and use my platform for, you know, Something, something else that's good and powerful. Um, and to to be songwriting, like I never guessed that I would be doing that. And our move to Nashville has been a beautiful, healing one. People are kind and welcoming here. And we've met a whole community of people that we never would have met mm-hmm. had all of this not happened, that we are super grateful for. And I feel like this is just the beginning. This is, you know, one year out. We're still, we're still uh, you know, licking the wounds a little bit, but I there is so much hope for the future um, that we're excited to see what doors open mm-hmm. because because of this happening. And we don't Absolutely. want it to, we don't want it to happen for naught and try to just p- pretend it never happened and try to fit back in to, you know, the society and the system that I was a part of before. I feel like we're branching into new territory. Um that's really exciting and yes it's unknown but um it feels like an an open door yeah and i think
3: that also we're, we the way that we've approached this is we've really tried to squeeze every single lesson mm-hmm. out of this difficult time because i think yeah. you don't you know you don't ever rejoice in, in or or ask for hard situations <laughs> right right <laughs> so when you do go through them you really want to make sure you take advantage of them because i think that there are things that are available to us that you can only um, grow uh, and experience in difficult times and I think that I, I can say that um, courage has been something and fortitude and resilience is something that we've um, we've we've really tried to attract that into our life be open to that be able to people that walk in courage, be able to challenge people to walk in courage and to say hey like and for for Laura um you know in this cancellation crap, um, I really think it's it's about trying to show people that there's life after cancellation. That you there's actually, and and you don't have to fear this and and so much and change who you are or cater to people that want you to say, you know, this or, or you know, tout this narrative or whatever. I think it's it's really about being somebody that lives authentic, somebody that lives with courage. And if you see something that is is not right, that you speak out and that you you live with your convictions and you and you um live in a way that um You know that that your children would be proud your grandchildren would be proud and i think that that you know is is the kind of courage that we're trying to encourage people um to
2: yeah yeah and i think on a number of different topics people are feeling that way um that they want to be able to speak and they are hesitant. They're worried about their jobs right. and their sure. kids and their kids opportunities and all kinds of things. Um, and, and you all tell the story of a lot of that through the music too. Uh, and before I forget, please tell folks where they can find your music too the new project and everything else. Yes. Um. Again, the
0: album is called on the other side and it's a five track EP. It's available to stream everywhere and you can also buy it on iTunes and Apple Music. If you follow me on social media or want to search me out, there's a link in my bio that leads to where the music can be found. I also have a website, lauraosness.com That's O -S 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 S. N-E-S. Mm-hmm. Um and that's my name on social media as well. Um, and so I really hope I really hope people take a listen and and know that their story is also being told, hopefully, through my music. There's a song um called Thick Skin Soft Heart about I love that
2: one. I love it.
0: <laughs> Me it's too. Awesome. I was like, oh yeah, well done. To create, I have to create this like anthem for people that are facing adversity, going like, keep your head up, keep your chin up, keep marching on. Like your voice matters, your values matter. Um, there's a song called Bitter. About about like the the heartbreaking kind of breakup I had with New York city and how I wasn't ready to forgive for a while. Like it really hurt. And I just wrote from a really truthful place of feeling as Nate acknowledged, there was a season of of anger and bitterness. And I, that's why I wrote the truth from my heart there. There's a song called great divide about Relationships that have been torn apart um, over over these issues. There's a lyric like, "How did this little thing create a great divide?" We lost so many friends, and um, you know, I know families have been ripped apart over issues of the day. And so, I just I hope that people can see the truth and the honesty in my heart behind it, and uh, connect with the music in some way. We'll have
2: more live in the Bream in a moment.
1: Hey, folks, it's your man Keyshawn Johnson here to talk about Angie formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services. Marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house
2: Why did you guys choose Tennessee? I mean, I've got a lot of friends. We have friends in common. A lot of people I know know. love in that area. And it's like, it's just such a special place. And I know for you guys as artists, I'm sure it was a lot of the creative energy there too.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think first off, I had a business, I had a photography studio that was an event space that was open for about 10 years in New York on the High Line. And um, when my business was shut down, you know, I couldn't even have someone in for four or five months and that crushed our business. And even coming back was very difficult. So first, even before any of this happened, I felt like New York didn't really, um, didn't really take care of their small businesses like they should have. And I, I did have a little bit of a, I've got a little bone to pick with New York in that way. Um, <laughs> but a lot of small businesses were crushed. And so and we went to, you know, we were thinking about like, what places are are open and what what uh, place can we move that's not gonna be so greatly affected? Also, I was doing a lot of film work in New Orleans and you had, a Laura had a business partner I have a business down partner in, Nashville. Here in
0: Nashville. And then Nate also has family in Memphis, his sister and parents and grandparents live there. And so we had some Southern ties. We found we were coming down here a lot for various things and thought, I don't know, maybe Nashville. And exactly as you said, there's an excellent music and arts and creativity scene that's that's happening here. Um, And yet we live in Franklin, which is like 25 minutes south of Nashville. And it's also just so peaceful and charming. And I didn't know I needed that or appreciated that because we were on the hamster wheel you know running in new york for 15 years that became the norm and suddenly when COVID hit and and kind of quieted everything down we actually escaped to connecticut for a majority of the um quarantine time um and realize that like our heart rates slowed down and what is this thing like called peace <laughs> um, <laughs> in the midst of obviously anxiety over the industry and <laughs> our futures. Um, but that ended up getting completely, you know, flipped on its head anyway. Um coming here just has been like we're around the corner from like horse fields and people are kind and welcoming. And it's just such a different mentality that has been so healing
2: for us.
3: Yeah.
0: So what's next? (laughs) <laughs> Haha, Good question. Um, I'm diving back into some songwriting. I actually have a holiday single um, that's being released this week with um, my friend Chuck Wicks. We wrote a Christmas duet love song. And so that's coming out here. And then I have a bonus track to my EP that's probably going to come out early next year. And the plan is to release a part two of this EP in the spring, probably May or June. So I'm diving back into songwriting. Um, I happen to be a part of this residency show in downtown Nashville called Shiners. I'm and- so
2: intrigued by this. <laughs> yeah, because I see the post. I'm like, what is this show?
3: It's kind it- of a Vegasy uh, nightlife catered <laughs> to the Bachelorette crowd. Um, Definitely. It's- it's pretty incredible the acts that, that these uh, circ performers basically are able to do, though. It's...
0: We have like seven world-class Cirque du Soleil performers. They all moved here from Las Vegas um, and they're from they're represented internationally from, you know, countries around the world. Um, and then it's uh, Chuck Wicks and I who kind of uh, host the night and the premise is basically we're a family of moonshiners. We make moonshine <laughs> and you're invited to our family reunion. And when you drink the moonshine, it makes you do crazy things and it's definitely as nate said it's it's for the grown-ups it's a little bit more adult humor um las vegas style comedy definitely out of the
3: box for you
0: um yeah It's but it's been <laughs> yeah, super fun to be a part of something completely fresh and new and unlike anything i've done before and i am welcome there which i'm very very grateful for um and i
3: think also you know right now we're we're developing some stories and some film and TV shows and, and um, that we're pitching and so yes. ho- hoping to get some good stories out there as well. Um, partners with some, some great writers down here. So, you know, hopefully more to come on that.
2: Well, and we did a fact check. In fact, when you drink the moonshine, it does make you do crazy things.
3: Exactly. <laughs> I'm like so. it's, a, it's,
0: a, it's a spectacle. You'll be wowed. It's like Broadway meets comedy meets Cirque du Soleil. Yeah.
2: Fun. Okay. Because I know people want to see um, you guys out there and and uh, you know fold into whatever new things that you have going on. Um, I, like I said, though, when I am flipping around in the hallmarks, if I see it, I mean, you've done a lot of movies with them. What has that experience been like in doing the Christmas thing? Everybody's like, it's so cheesy. But as we talked about early on, I'm like, I need a little happy
3: cheese, little cheese. in my life. I, yeah. A little yeah. bit. A little easy cheese.
2: My experience has been
0: nothing but joyful. I have absolutely loved being part of the Hallmark family. I've done five Hallmark movies. Three of them are Christmas and it's the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, they, they re-air every year, multiple times. Mm -hmm. And so it's, um, it's been a very safe and lovely place for me to learn film acting. You know, I grew up on the stage my entire life. That's where I feel like I know how to do that. Um, and I feel like Hallmark has been a wonderful place to learn how to be behind the camera. And again, I've had joyful experiences. It's pretty crazy because you shoot a whole movie in 15 days. Um, mm-hmm. Most of them film in Vancouver. And so Vancouver is beautiful, by the way. It's like mm-hmm. arenas and trees. Stunning. You know, awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I've been very grateful for for all of those film opportunities. And I agree. They're just they're there to bring you joy and uh, to have on in the background or sit down and watch with the family. It's it's a beautiful
2: thing. OK, so I can see you guys, our viewers, our listeners actually can. You've got Lila the dog with you. <laughs> yeah. She's a member of the family, clearly, as our biscuit bream is. Yes. Um, what do you guys like to do for fun? I, I know that you said you know, when you live in New York and it's true, I've lived there too. There's such a fun energy to the city, but you are being ground down in some ways. Like it's, it's a constant um, hustle and bustle. DC is very much that way too. But I think all of us had a chance to figure out during the COVID situation that changed us, um, reordered our priorities, you know, losing people that we love or jobs that we love or worrying about our kids and school and everything else. But there was that gift of sort of downtime. And um, what do you guys do in your downtime?
0: <laughs> so good. We've been finding ourselves in like a, a cooking season. I feel oh, like that would definitely really Nate's like a, basically a chef. I'm going to just brag on him for a minute and say like he could open a restaurant tomorrow. Uh, um, okay. I, nice. I, I feel so lucky because I would live on, you know, crackers and cheese and trail mix if it were up to me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you guys are living. We're living parallel lives over here in the greenhouse. <laughs> I love up. it. <laughs>
0: So um Nate really got into cooking during the pandemic and is still wonderful. We're hosting actually about 10 friends tonight. Yeah. Um so we just put up our Christmas tree, you know, a few days ago and-,
3: and now that we have more than a 600 square foot apartment that we actually get to Right. most of our fights actually happened in the kitchen It used to be you know it was, it was just one of those like, you know, you're arm-to-arm arm in this tiny. little tiny kitchen with like a, you know, a little square of counter space and uh, now that we have a little bit more room to spread out it actually has become a, a real joy, actually. For sure. So, um, and then we also have some wonderful friends out here. We love to go hear live music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I
0: shopping downtown Franklin. It's uh, so charming. Uh, we will compare notes on that. Great. Yes, so oh, many great little shops there. Oh, it's yes. so perfect. And a lot of our friends have kids. So yeah, it's like hanging, it's like pool parties in the summer and yeah, hanging with the dog. We've been, you know, so grateful to have her here. She's finally like, oh my goodness, I have a whole house to explore, not just a 600 square foot apartment, as Nate said.
2: Um,
3: Although we loved that time of life too. Yes, yeah, so yeah
2: there are there are joys why. in all of it. Joys yep. in all of it. And then wisdom, as you said, um, I, I really love the, your perspective, Nate. Like you said, when we hit those valleys, because we're all going to walk through them. Um right. Um, to just take all of the good we can from them and the lessons from them, because I agree with you, the worst parts of my life are where I've probably learned the most. And um, you guys are setting such a, a wonderful example for people to look at how to walk through those things. And you've got your beautiful new music and so many things on the horizon. Um, Nathan Johnson and Laura Ostness Merry Christmas, you guys. Thanks for Merry joining Christmas. us on Living the Dream. Thank Thank you, Shannon.
0: Shannon. We are such big fans. And thank you for all that you are doing as well. And I hope our paths get to cross again very soon.
2: They will. God bless you guys. Take care. Take care. Listen ad free with a Fox News podcast plus subscription on Apple podcasts and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad free on the Amazon Music app.